are listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. This story was recorded at a True Story party in January of 2012 at an undisclosed location in the San Francisco Bay Area. The theme for the night was the end of the beginning. Growing up, my, uh, my parents were both the first people in their family to come to this country, as they say. Um, so most up until my teens, I pretty much had never really met the rest of my family outside my parents, um, and with a couple of appearances and from, from cousins. And one, one of the major themes growing up were these stories about my grandfather, who, who was not a hero by any means. He was more of an anti-hero, like, a, like one of those like African mischief uh, characters who, who was pretty much famous and had this huge influence in the, my father's side of the family as just, for lack of a better word, fucking shit up. Um, just as, as a brief thing, he, he was fond of fishing, um, and this was in Turkey. Uh, his preferred method of fishing was dynamiting the river. Um, he was a police investigator, and he, he used his, his power as a police investigator um, to go hunting, which he would do with semi-automatic rifles and would take the bus with a semi-automatic rifle to go hunting. Um, I heard that the only thing he ever shot was the neighbor's dog. Uh, <laughs> So th th this is a bit of a background, and you know he he grew up in uh, Turkey that was right after really the the formation of this of this country, you know, right after Ataturk, and it's there were a series of military coups um, that were happening. But in in my mind, he was always just like almost like a folk hero, you know. Everybody lived in both fear and awe of this this crazy guy, and actually. In the village that he was from, which has sort of the improbable, almost alien-sounding name of Tesrek, his name, his actual name was Crazy Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> which, as a child, I had a lot of pride in knowing that my grandfather, um, who was also the son of the imam and sort of like religious leader of this village, was Crazy Ahmed. Um, and I remember the, the first time... And I had been to Turkey a few times, but it was I was very young. I didn't really, I don't really speak the language very well, and I hadn't really remembered everything. And this was, uh, was finally there for a cousin's wedding. Um, and, well, this is kind of a, a story within a story, but we were there the first night. I go with my dad, um, who also hasn't been back home. Uh, at that point, he hadn't been back home for over 10 years. Um, and he, he had just, he had left Turkey kind of like the, the way that you hear people, like uh, immigrants, $75 in his pocket and went to the U.S. Um, so, and my grandfather was always very, very proud of my father for doing this, um, a little bit sad. And um, there's also kind of a tradition of insomnia. So the first night I'm, you know, completely out because I'm 13 years old and clearly I have nothing better to do than sleep. But the next morning my dad comes to me and he says, you know, Nora, you know, your Ahmed, your, your grandfather today said he told me this crazy story last night. And I was like, oh, what's that? He said, yeah. So it was 3 o'clock in the morning 
and and I couldn't sleep. So I got up, I went to the living room, and uh, your Dede was there. So I, I sit down, and you know, this, they're just both there, sort of unable to sleep. And my grandfather looks at my father, his name is Sam, and he goes, son, you know, uh, the, uh, I was shot. And my father is like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? He's, yes, you know, just a few years ago, I, somebody shot me. And, <laughs> and my, my father, who has been out of touch, but not that out of touch, was, was like, really? Who, who did that? He's like, oh, the, uh, the imam shot me. And the imam is like kind of a mixture between a mayor and a religious leader in this town. And my dad's like, really? Really, the imam, the imam shot you? He's like, yes, yes, he did. And I was like, well, why? He's like, well, I shot at him first. <laughs> and naturally, uh, my father is a little bit nonplussed at this piece of news. By the way, this had all happened when my grandfather was at the young age of 75. Um, <laughs> So he says, well, you know, um, you know, Baba, why, why did you shoot at the imam? And he's like, well, he insulted me. And it's like, my dad's like, why would he do that? His imam is a nice guy. He's like, I, I don't know. But he just, but, you know, he shot at me. But, uh, you know, I shot, I shot at him too. And I was like, what, what is going on? So our, our vacation slash wedding appointment in, in Turkey turns into this sort of week-long quest to track down the truth in this story that involves uh, my grandfather, the religious figure of his home village, and them shooting each other. <laughs> uh, so uh, we eventually learned that uh, what had happened is that there was a, a long-standing feud that, so uh, being crazy Ahmed, my grandfather has acquired a lot of enemies in his village, mostly for yelling at people, shooting at their feet. Uh, people were mean to his aunts. He, uh, I think at one point he was in debt to somebody, and instead of paying it, he uh, signed himself into an insane asylum for a couple of weeks and would escape every night to go have dinner with his family. Um, so, so yeah, there's an uh, interesting fellow, to say the least. He's very senile now. But uh, so as we learn is that there was some, some sort of historical argument that happened, which resulted in my grandfather uh, perhaps exchanging words with this admittedly very nice man that I've met, uh, going into the mosque, yelling at this guy, shooting at his feet, um, and then what actually happened is that them seeing uh, Crazy Ahmed, which the gun with the gun, which uh, my father and his his brothers had actually hidden away many years ago, be in order to prevent exactly this kind of thing from happening. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they try to take the gun out of his hand. Somebody else comes along and they hit him over the head. And, and of course, since this is like rural Turkey right outside Ankara and like the middle of Anatolia, um, the only person around, and apparently the village had this, was the village idiot who notices my grandfather lying on the ground, 
unconscious, knocked out by the imam, uh, and starts screaming, Ahmed is dead! Ahmed is dead! Somebody, you know, come help! Everyone's out for some reason or another, but eventually someone calls the police. And their first thought is not, oh, let's get Crazy Ahmed some help because he's a 75-year-old man who just got knocked on the head with a stone, um, but shit, the police are coming. We've got to hide all the evidence. So, so, so the, you know, the, the police come, they hide, they bury the gun somewhere, probably just for my grandfather to find it a couple of years from now, no doubt. Uh, and uh, they, they try to let the whole thing blow over. And my grandfather is going slightly crazy. I guess the knock upside the head sort of started to facilitate that process a little bit. So someone in, in the village finally decides, you know what, we should, we can probably, uh, you know, get, get Ahmed on this one. Like we can, we can finally accuse, like get him, sue his ass. Cause he was also famous for suing everybody else, which he was very successful at. Um, so he is a 75 year old man and he gets accused of attempted murder of the villager mom. Uh, and again, my father and I, no one had thought to tell us this. All of this had started transpiring five years previous to our visit. So we're like, wow, you know, what, you know, what happened? Cra you know, clearly today he's not, he's not in jail. He's sitting here sort of cackling at us and showing us his, like, head scans about where he got hit in the head. And, and so we, we learned that... Uh, what had happened afterwards was that he went to court, naturally. But he's 75 years old, and in Turkey, once you're over the age of 65, you can be declared legally incompetent. So you're not you're not you're not fit for trial. Um, now, now this is a and he was uh, he was declared in, incompetent by um, some state psychiatrists. But the problem with this was that my grandfather who was very good at suing other people, decided to defend himself in court. Uh, so naturally, people began to question whether or not he was actually incompetent, so they sent him his case to the highest, like the federal courts, where eight people, eight state psychiatrists in, in the Capitol declared him legally insane and unfit for trial. <laughs> Um, and through some sort of weird back alley Turkish laws, uh, he's basically found a way to just sort of jump from court to court and just be in a continuous <laughs> loop of, of appeals until he, he probably dies. But there's always, occasionally this actually still pops up where someone, where there's a risk of he might be going to prison for shooting at someone's feet at the age of 75. Um, so when we had gotten there, uh, he, he was legally incompetent. But the problem with that was uh, there were some old lands, which, of course, like our whole other source of feuds, they had been won when my grandfather won the lottery at the age of 10, as 10-year-olds are wont to do. Um, so he had all this land. Uh, um, but, and, of course, my, my father wanted to get it out of his name because it was just not had no place being in his name anymore um and the only and they couldn't he he couldn't sign anything he was legally insane he can't sign a single thing 
Um, so thankfully, in, in Turkey, or at least at the time, um, which was maybe five or six years ago now, was there's a loophole where you can legally be declared sane for three hours at a time <laughs> in order to sign documents. <sighs> so I'm, I'm in Turkey for this whole thing happening, and, and like for, for the most part, I'm, this is all being filtered through, through my father, who's equally nonplussed, and we get you know, all sorts of conflicting information. So I'm there in this like insane hospital where my grandfather's waiting in this long line of clearly extremely senile old people, all waiting in line to be declared legally sane for the purposes of signing documents that their, that their children want them to sign. <laughs> Um, and so naturally, in, in the spirit of, uh, you know, never complying with anything, my grandfather not only aces the sanity test, which involves, like, you know, what's your name when you were born, they also decide to throw in a joke, arithmetic question, which he also answers, <laughs> even though he wasn't supposed to. So, so he's sane for three hours, um, but he, he still has his wits about him. It doesn't, he doesn't want to sign over his land, so... I was brought over to uh, to essentially just placate him while all my my uncles and my aunt and my father are there trying to get him to sign this this document and I'm you know I don't really speak the language again and I'm just like they're like oh my god what is going on like I've never met most of these people in my life just people are yelling at each other someone's insane now they're not insane I just don't understand <laughs> And I, you know, I see my grandfather sitting there, uh, just looking like, you know, really kind of sad, like he's just lost control. Uh, his, all of his, all of his children are there signing away his, his, uh, all of his land, and I'm in the middle of feeling bad for him. He just sort of looks at me and like cackles. <laughs> And, you know, it was definitely there that he was, uh, once again, crazy Ahmed, you know, three hours later, still just as insane. And it's, it's kind of this, like, wonderful and terrifying moment when I realized, that, you know, all those stories that I'd heard growing up, this was the first one that I knew absolutely to be true. So, that's it. You've been listening to True Story. To hear more, look us up in iTunes Podcasts. To comment on this or any of our stories, visit us at truestorytime.org.